0: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the starting point podcast as always I am your host chris kilcourse and guys today Uh, very excited for this episode got a lot of cool things coming for you So for starters, it's my first episode in person and my first episode with two guests so Very exciting. I think this episode is going to go really well. Um a lot of good information coming for you guys The guest will be my cousin kyle price along with his girlfriend amber morose. I hope I said that right but what we're going to be getting into today is PT school, and the reason why I brought both of them on set said this individually is because it's a very interesting dynamic where Kyle's getting ready to graduate and Amber's getting ready to start the same exact program. So I think it'll bring a lot of good insight and kind of give both sides of the, uh, both sides of the story to you guys. As always, uh, you guys know where to find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, along with some other streaming platforms, wherever you guys find your podcast, at. And uh, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Starting Point Podcast. Uh, shoot me a message. You know, you guys want to get on the podcast, give me some feedback, and this is also your chance to um to know what episodes are coming up, uh, what we'll be talking about, who the guests will be at. So at Starting Point Podcast on Instagram. And right before you know, I introduce them into the podcast. Like I said, we're going to be talking about all PT school um, specifically, but this can really be related to any um, post undergrad because you know we're going to be talking about. How they deal with their social life along with school, because obviously they're both very busy. So, you know, if you guys are listening to this, like I said, it's about PT school, but it can really be applied to any graduate program um, that you guys go to. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome in Kyle and Amber into the podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Kyle Price.
1: And I'm Amber. Thank you, Chris. Of course.
0: Um I got, as you should know, tonight we, uh, we had a fun night before we started the podcast. Uh, we went to a winery. You might hear Amber laughing there. That's because the guy threw out our food, but nonetheless, uh, we had a good time. So, you know, let's just get right into it. Um, so before we start talking about PT school specifically, I just wanted to give their background. So I know they both went to East Stroudsburg, but if you guys could both just tell me uh, what your major was and, you know, if you picked it right away. In hopes you on the pt school or just where your mindset was at during that yeah
1: you can start okay um so my major for uh east dallasburg was actually exercise science i originally went in with a bio degree in hopes of being a physical therapist uh but after about a year in i was introduced to the field of exercise science it kind of gave me a little bit more um broad options going through school in case physical therapy was not what i ended up wanting to do so that is what I completed my undergrad and actually my master's in as well.
2: Uh, so I wanted to be a physical therapist since I was 14 years old. So freshman year in high school, I kind of decided that that was the route and pathway that I wanted to choose. Um, <clears throat> I played club sports going through high school and knew that I had to pick some kind of undergraduate major, whether that was kinesiology, exercise science, or athletic training to do in order to get to. Uh, physical therapy school. So ironically, I chose athletic training, although I never really had experience with athletic training, at least within the high school level. I just kind of picked it because the name sounded cool. Um, Luckily, I loved it. Went through East Strasbourg doing that, graduated in 2018. And then I actually applied to several East Coast uh, physical therapy programs in 2018 and got into Baylor University in 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah.
0: So that's a really interesting, um, dynamic. So, you know, they both pick stuff similar. So Kyle's athletic training and Amber's kinesiology, but Amber mentioned something there that honestly, I kind of forgot about. So if you just want to touch on, so you said you already have a master's degree and now you're going to PT school as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So, um, I kind of went through my undergrad in exercise science. I was, I was just being like, my, my story is like completely opposite of Kyle's. Like I knew that I was interested in physical therapy, but I picked exercise science because I really like, I wasn't set on it. I kind of wanted to see like, what my passion was. So I went through like my whole undergrad degree in exercise science, just being like a doe idea, like, Oh wow. Like I could be a dietitian. I could be a physical therapist. Um, just really not knowing. And then my senior year came along and I actually had, um, an experience with physical therapy and it wasn't a good one and actually completely turned me off from physical therapy. Um, and like, I was still young. So one experience was enough for me to be turned away from it. And in place of that internship, I did a research project and was introduced to the world of research. Um, so I was under a master's student doing a thesis. And like in that moment, I was like, oh, wow, like that's what I want to do, too. So I ended up staying at East Strasbourg, and I completed my master's degree, um, completing a research project, my thesis there that year as well.
0: And your master's degree was in what specifically?
1: Exercise science as well.
0: Okay. So when you, you, you were doing that, so I'm assuming at that time, PT school wasn't, um, PT school wasn't the plan. So what was your plan, um, to do with that master's degree?
1: Yeah. So, um, my plan was actually, I mean, in the moment I just knew like, wow, research. And when I become invested in something like I'm hundred percent invested. So I started my thesis and had three chapters done before I even stepped foot into one day of grad school like I was already prepared. I had talked to my professor. I was ready. Um, about halfway through, I decided a PhD was the the outcome like that I wanted. Uh, I had this, like mentors are a really big role in my life. So I had this one um, supervisor and I was like, I want to be just like her. I want to be a professor. I want to do research. So I started applying to PhD programs. And that, that could be like three more podcasts on how to apply to those because it's not the same way as you apply to like a regular school program, you kind of have to reach out to uh, professors individually um, and seek mentorship. So I found two that were interested in me. One was at Baylor University and the other at University of Florida. I ended up um, deciding on Baylor University. So I actually went there and for eight months, I started a PhD program.
0: Okay. And so you actually already touched on this. Um, It took you a little bit longer to find your passion, which obviously there's no issue in that. But I, I kind of knew this already, Kyle' will be my cousin. You found your passion at a young age. Um, what was it? Like at 14 years old, like what really struck you about doing PT? Uh, well,
2: I mean, I knew I always wanted to be involved in some kind of healthcare uh, field. Uh, I always wanted to give back to the community in some kind of way, shape or form. Uh, the big thing was losing my father when I was two to type 2 diabetes. Uh, at the time, I never really knew how type 2 diabetes came about. Um, I didn't realize that it's – well, I'm sorry. He actually had type 1. My bad. Um, so, yeah, type 1, I completely had no idea that it was all genetic and you were basically predisposed to it. I didn't realize that – I thought you could, at the time could control it through diet and exercise and living a healthy lifestyle. So I used that as my goal towards – Pursuing physical therapy, I wanted to be in a major where I was healthy, active, helping others, living a positive lifestyle, and hopefully gearing everybody in the right direction. Um, Lo and behold, that kind of passion kind of carried over more through high school into college. Uh, Always wanted to be in healthcare, and I think the passion just kept growing as much as I got more exposed to it and kind of just immersed myself in what it is a physical therapist actually does. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's honestly very unique. I I don't know if, if this is right in saying I, I think nowadays though there's a lot of people honestly when they're entering college they don't know what they want to do let alone 14 years old so I don't that's like a freshman in high school so it's really respectful obviously the reason what inspired you to do it and the fact that you've really pursued it and I, I'm just going to ask you this I don't know for sure and Amber you can speak on this too do you think that your experiences and you wanting to go to PC school has ultimately inspired Amber to do it as well? I mean, I would let Amber answer that for herself.
2: I mean, I think I definitely exposed her to PT school in general, but I think her passion was always there because clearly Amber and I never really knew each other until 2018 when I graduated. I mean, we always went to East Strasbourg together and our paths have crossed, but we were never talking to each other and never like in the same classes. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, Amber, if you want to speak on that.
1: Sure. Um, I feel like the best way to answer that question would be uh, like, when I was at Baylor, I was going through the PhD program. And at this point, Kyle and I were together. Um, and I was just completely envious of him the whole time, like seeing what he was going through. And I would come home day in and day out, yeah. <laughs> not enjoying what I was doing. Um, and it's just like, I, I I, just wanted to be in his spot. I wanted to take his classes. I wanted to do his projects. Um, like I it's kind of what I started my undergrad wanting to do. And it just came full circle. And that's what I knew like the PhD program just was not going to work out for me.
0: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, well, you already said, so you started off college and obviously PT is not an undergrad, but you kind of knew always that you wanted to do this. And I guess really just seeing it is really ultimately what brought you to it. Um, sorry, that's great. So you guys went through undergrad, um, you made your minds up, you know, why, you know, PT school was the decision. What was, I know you said the PhD application process was pretty hectic. What was, uh, the application process like for PT program. And Kyle, I'll bring it to you. And then Amber, I know you just went through it. So then we can get to you as well. Brutal. <laughs> uh, so I was doing athletic training
2: undergrad. So that's basically, for those of you who don't know, it's a four-year program. Um, very standard. You have your set classes, 18 to 20 credits a semester. Um, PT school requires you to do Two bios, two physics, two chemistries. Uh, Baylor specifically wanted two or three psychologies and a stat and whatever, English class, like a bunch of gen eds. Um, Basically, that did not fit in my athletic training schedule. So me knowing I wanted to go to PT school, I had to take a course or a prereq for PT school every summer and winter semester when I was not taking East Strasburg courses just to get those prerequisites done so I could intern... graduate on time and hopefully get admitted right into a PT program. So yeah, it wasn't a great time, but I mean, I made it work. I clearly got it done. Um, definitely. I feel like it's more or less like if you know, it's something that you want to do, you'll find a way to get it done any way you can.
0: Yeah. But so what it sounds like is if you didn't know at an early time, you want to do this, like you wouldn't have been able to go straight out of undergrad, right? Cause you had to do all these other no, classes on top. Absolutely
2: not. No. Uh, unless you go into a major, I mean, they have them out there, like exercise science, pre-rehab, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And they they kind of guide you in the direction to take those credits and take those courses that you need in order to get into colleges. Just about every college is different in the sense mm-hmm. of like what they want as a prereq. So you can find that out online. I mean, just about every major has that. Um, but yeah, I mean, some majors are more designed and geared towards... PT school and kind of getting you right then in and there. Right. But I think athletic training afforded me a better experience in mm-hmm. the sense of preparation for PT school in terms of the courses that I took strictly for
0: that. Right. For sure. And Amber, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Kyle's getting ready to graduate. You're getting ready to start. So you just went through the application process. Did you have the same experiences that Kyle did?
1: Um. So I actually was lacking like, well, all the prereqs that Kyle just mentioned, uh, I didn't have bio two, I didn't have chem two, I didn't have physics one or two. So for me, it's a little bit harder because like Kyle mentioned, um, exercise science, doesn't. I feel like it doesn't prepare you as well as athletic training Um, and maybe not as far as the prereqs, but as far as just the content in general. But as far as the prereqs, I definitely had to take a fair share. Um, Even after my master's degree, when I left the PhD program, I spent over a year taking prereqs. I had to go get observation hours that I just didn't have. Um, trying to think of what else I luckily did have my GRE done, uh, not for my master's program, but when I was looking at PhD programs, I took the GRE. So that wasn't an issue, but my main thing was prereqs. That's what really held me back is that I had to go and get all of those done. Um, other than that, I mean, our processes were probably pretty similar. Um, however, I, when I applied to Tufts, which is where I decided to go, I was admitted um, a couple months ago, and I've accepted, and that's where I'm going to start in January. I applied to them. They're a brand new program. This is going to be their inaugural cycle uh, before they were even on PTCAS, which is the application, um, well, I guess, application like process that they use. So I got to, I wouldn't say cheat the system, but I definitely got an upper hand where I didn't need to go through. This one system, I didn't have to do an essay and all of that, so that that was pretty cool. Where are you going? Tufts. Tufts. T- T- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure that was said and everyone knows Amber got accepted into Tufts University. Kyle goes to Baylor, and their slogan is what? Sickem Bears. Sickem sick Bears. Sick <laughs> em bears. All right. So my next thing I want to get into. Uh, Amber can't technically speak on this because she hasn't started. Kyle's getting ready to finish and. I'm under the the impression that it's the same same program, so the answer here goes for both. Kyle, can you just give a layout of um, the program itself? Because obviously, you don't go physically to Baylor. It's more online. So So
2: we'll start with what it's not. Uh, The traditional physical therapy program, there's roughly 350 in the United States. Um, Three years, more or less, uh, in-class schoolwork, and you have your lab practicals, and you have probably a year or so of internships that you're at these given sites, different uh, settings within physical therapy. Then you graduate, you take your boards. Uh, What my program is, is an accelerated hybrid program that requires me to be online for most of the semester and in person down in Dallas, Texas. So my program's accelerated in the sense that instead of three years, it's two years. Um, I don't have summers and winters off. So I'm doing 24 credits every semester for six trimesters. I'm taking three internships for a total of 31 weeks. And once I graduate, I then have to sit for my boards. So in terms of what hybrid actually means, this is pre pandemic, um, 60% is online, 40 is in person. So 60% being I would do one semester would be six to eight weeks, roughly of online didactic coursework. And then I would be required to fly into Dallas, Texas for Baylor. So Baylor's actually in Waco, but we use Dallas as our hub city because it's a main city. And we use that we'll be in Dallas for 2 weeks and we'll be practicing all the hands-on lab coursework. So in terms of going to Dallas, I'm there 6 times the first year and we were supposed to be there 4 times the second year for a total of 10, but obviously I got cut short because of everything going on. So yeah, that's that's basically my program in a nutshell.
0: And I just want to make sure, I mean, I'm correct. Amber, is your program supposed to be laid out the same way as Kyle's?
1: Yeah, it's basically a mirror image. Um, as far as I know, Tufts is getting a lot of their stuff from Baylor. Um, a lot of the professors have worked together to come up with a uh, Tufts system. So it's pretty much going to be exactly the same. Yeah. So was I, ba- our
2: program is actually run by the same exact people. It's called mm-hmm. Evidence of Motion. So mm-hmm. was Baylor one of the first ones to do this program or? No.
1: I think they were number two. Number
2: two. <laughs> number, <six. laughs> well, number two. Yeah. Number one was USC, uh-huh. Baylor was second, and now we have schools such as...
1: However, USC is three years, so... And I they're three, yeah, they're
2: three years. Uh, as far as first hybrid accelerated, Baylor's definitely number one. Uh, Tufts is definitely number two. Uh, there's other schools like Arcadia, University of Pittsburgh, they're all kind of on the on the wave, and I think after the pandemic's over, we'll probably see a lot more than just us. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. And Amber, I mean, obviously you've been with Kyle, you've seen it firsthand, but... Just after hearing him lay it out like that, like, what's your expectations? You know, are you nervous or are you just just ready to get right into it? Um,
1: I'm pretty excited, especially because I didn't, I mean, Kyle started school. He did have a gap year where he worked. He didn't go straight into his program. But, I mean, I'm 25 now. I don't really want to do another three years stuck in one city um, going to school. Like, I I don't know where I'm going to be in two, three years. Right. So the online model is pretty adaptable. And that's definitely the route I knew that I wanted to take, especially after I saw Kyle doing it. And I feel like there are perks to doing your online work and then going somewhere for a week or two and working with your classmates. I feel like there's bonds that are made that are not made in a traditional classroom setting. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that um, firsthand with Kyle, where it's just... I mean, yeah, you can go to school and, like, see the same people every day, but it's different when you spend, like, two weeks straight, like, from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock and then studying with them after. So, I think that's really cool, and I'm definitely looking forward to it, especially going back to Boston.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I can't be mad about that. And, no. like you were saying, I'm you probably create a different type of bond, because I can relate to this in my undergrad. You go to class, hour, two hours, whatever. You leave, you're done. Mm-hmm. Whereas what you're saying, you go there for eight hours. You guys are collaborating. You guys are working. You're all striving towards the same exact goal. So... Um, I definitely definitely see what you're saying there, and Kyle, I asked her about her expectations you're almost done what on a scale of one to ten uh, what would you rate at the difficulty level of this the whole program itself? I think
2: real quick just touch on the last topic. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways I took from Baylor as a whole, uh, especially before the whole pandemic was just the cultural differences within the entire program as in terms of everyone's from different parts of the nation in my Mm -hmm. program so traditional programs roughly like 30 to 60 students ours is 100 and that's by far the highest that i've ever heard of um so that's 100 individuals from all over the country i'm philadelphia obviously but we have the furthest from alaska down to san diego and seattle
1: Mm -hmm. um i think tufts has some like overseas already.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like, I think the big thing was like just learning like all the different cultures that you have and you're not just secluded to your little part of the United States. So I think a lot of the uh, diversity that we have and like offer is something that, that was one of my biggest takeaways from the program was just being able to mesh and make all these connections with all these different people around the United States.
1: And you can still like set your footprints and like wherever you do your clinicals, like if you do them locally, you're still making your connections local.
2: Yeah, for sure. And especially like the, like, yeah, these programs with how Evidence in Motion is designed, our programs aren't just in one part of the country. We are all over. So there's offerings all over the United States for the most part um, to do your internships at, which is required of the program.
0: Yeah. And I think like you were saying, like your biggest takeaway uh, being people from all over the country, it's it's connections and it's also just life skills. Like, you never know where you're going to end up in life, um, working, living, vacationing, just knowing, you know, how they do stuff in Illinois or Alaska. I think that's something that no matter what your profession is, your career, that's Super something cool. that, yeah, you can take that throughout life. Um, but, God, I just wanted to touch back on that question because I'm very curious on just the difficulty level. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do one to 10, but just was it a lot harder than you thought or kind of right where you expected it to be?
2: I think honestly I think it was a lot harder than I thought. Um I kind of went into PT school with a chip <laughs> on my shoulder. <laughs> nah, nah, nah I, mean, I definitely definitely thought I was a little little smarter than I was. Um he was humbled. I got yeah, I got humbled <laughs> real quick. Uh probably within the first semester, my first trip to Dallas, I got humbled. Um I don't know. I think it was I think it was more like the individual growth that needed to be made mm-hmm. rather than like the whole academic Definitely. side of everything. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if it's something you want to do, you're going to put the time into it no matter what. I mean, that's just, that's passion overall. Right. But I think learning time management, the importance of it, the right uh, sure. importance of prioritizing things and more or less setting time aside for yourself to, like, I mean, still maintain friendships, family, okay. all that kind of – all the stuff that you're actually interested in outside of PT. Um, I think, yeah, I think I definitely, like, learned a lot about myself throughout this entire process and definitely don't regret it in any way.
0: Yeah, and I, I, that's another great point by you because, like I said in the beginning, like, we're talking about PT school, but the things Kyle's mentioning right now can go for anything. You know, when you said when you want something, you're going to go for it and you gotta prioritize things. Yeah, his main priority does need to be PT school, but he's got a relationship. He's got family, friends, all that stuff. So it sounds like you've learned way more than what you were paying for and and stuff that you can't pay for. So um, Amber, obviously I know it's hard you didn't start, Mm -hmm. but I'm just curious, you know, after it's good that you've seen Kyle go through it, what is your plan with managing schoolwork with all your other uh, priorities in life?
1: Yeah. so I mean like you said like I saw Kyle go through it and I definitely think like the first <laughs> the first struggle uh that I saw him have was definitely time management. I totally agree there. Woo-hoo. Um, <laughs> I just saw him like struggling like as a person just not knowing how to like he, he likes to dedicate time to so many things and it's like how could he do all of that I had no so,
2: idea so <laughs> I was, the, what, was it like 60 hours a week on the laptop yeah
1: I mean yeah I mean we lived together at this time so it was easy for me to see like what he was going through so he really didn't need to make time for me I wasn't even an issue <laughs> so it was really just like right. we, he, keeping in contact with his mom um all, just all of that So I don't think I'm going to have as much of a problem in that way adapting. However, should um, should we
2: touch base and tell them that we kind of live together in Texas for the two months? Yeah. We can get into that. All right. Yeah. So uh, my program started in January. Uh, I lived with Amber for the first two and a half months up until like.
1: While I was in my PhD program. While she
2: was in her PhD program for uh, up until St. Patrick's Day. And Mm -hmm. then I did did my lab and I went home and so did she. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, we we drove we drove from Dallas to Philadelphia. That was a great time. We
1: decided that we are east coast people.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you ready? <laughs> Go birds.
1: But anyway, um, I think my hardest thing with uh, school is going to be, which this is going to be extremely frowned upon. But I'm here to be honest. I'm going to be keeping a job during school, um, which literally professors say it's frowned upon. If you do keep a job, they want you to at least tell them this way they can work with you and keep tabs on you. Um, and I do understand why it is frowned upon. However. Me being 25, I support myself. I live in an apartment that I have to pay for. Mm -hmm. I have bills. Um, I have student loans that I would like to not put on pause for another two years. So I'm actually um, a strength coach right now. I work with female athletes and I love what I do. I love my job. And I know that becoming a physical therapist is only going to help make me um, better in that aspect as well. I would always like to keep that as part of me. So I think my hardest thing is just learning to balance, um, school and work. However, both parties are going to have kind of an understanding. Like my boss is like cool. Like she wants this for me. Um, so we're going to make it work.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I agree 100% with what you're saying. Like 25 years old, you do got to support yourself, but I mean, it probably will be hard, but you think like your boss will have no issue with, um, you know, reducing hours if necessary.
1: Oh yeah. Um, we, I told her my goal on day one when we sat down and discussed um, everything. She wanted to know everything, like, going on in my life, my goals and everything. And she knew, like, DPT school was it for me. So um, I actually did two internships with her. So she just, from the bat, she was ready to invest in me. And um, I'm so glad I did because, honestly, like, I knew physical therapists is what I wanted to be. But I didn't realize, like, how truly passionate I was about something until, like, I started working with all of these high school athletes and i was like wow like if like if only i was a physical therapist like i I could help them so much more so yeah absolutely like she's totally invested in Maine. i just wanna i just can't wait until i'm there and i can help these athletes
0: yeah that's all and that honestly that's that's really what you need it's people to support your goals and your passions so it sounds like you have no problem with that and kyle i'm not going to ask you about this because most of your program was pre-COVID, which, I mean, I'm tired of talking about it, but it's a topic (laughs) that's never going to stop, at least for now. So this is still for Amber. Uh, What has it been like? You didn't start yet, but, you know, what has it been like, and do you know how you're going to start off school? Is anything going to be different because of the pandemic?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, as far up until now, nothing's been different, uh, which has been really awesome for me. But orientation is supposed to be in January. Um, There's no word yet if it's going to be in person or not. I definitely do hope that it is in person because being in a hybrid program, it's all about like making your connections and like meeting people early. But I've been super lucky to where, I mean, I'm like a super stalker creep when it comes (laughs) to like (laughs) wanting to make connections and meet people. So like day one when I got accepted, I was like hashtag DPT on Instagram, on Facebook, like looking up groups. And I mean, I already (laughs) met like three amazing girls that like I've become Friends with in a short time that like even if orientation doesn't happen like i know i have that and so that's cool
0: right i mean i don't know that i know you say you sound like a stalker but i think everyone does that honestly you just want to you want to know who you're going to be meeting and, and with the things we have now like facebook and instagram it's it's possible to do that um so i don't want to speed you up I you didn't start yet but after pt school i know you said it's the boards and then no. do either of you guys kyle I'll start with you do you have oh. a dream company that you want to get with
2: my own Uh, The goal, once again, since I was 14, was to own my own business. Uh, Predominantly, I would like to target outpatient ortho and sports. Um, I definitely have a niche or a goal to work with barbell athletes, uh, high-performance athletes, such such as CrossFit, and predominantly, if I could give back to my background, definitely hockey players.
0: Um, I definitely
2: have a lot of friends that were in soccer, so that'd be cool, too.
0: And what does it take? Um, I mean, you pass the boards, obviously, and then you can just open up your own practice, or is there different things that go along with that? That's, uh, I mean, it's definitely like
2: a whole different like business management response that I'm slowly learning. Uh, But to my knowledge, you do need a boards, you do need to pass the boards, you need to be licensed in the state in which you hope to practice. Uh, You need an LLC, a facility, and clientele, as far as I know. Um, I'm still obviously learning the business side of everything. Mm -hmm. But as far as major concerns, it's definitely
0: boards, liability insurance, license. right. And how, I mean, do you have a rough estimate? Like, do you know how long all that could take you? I wish, I wish I did.
2: I wish I had a better answer for you. However, I mean, that's the risk I'm willing to take. I really don't know what is going into it, but clearly now I'm trying to prepare for
0: it so I can obviously mitigate the risk as much as I can. Right. I mean, one step at a time, you're, you're still in school. Like like I said, Kyle finished in December, so he's still got time, still has to finish school, pass the boards, and then hopefully live out his dream of his own practice. And Amber, I don't know if you want to get into practice with them or, um, did you have a specific company you want to get with? Yeah.
1: Um, so like I said, before, like (laughs) we literally (laughs) talked about this
0: like four days ago,
1: (laughs) I would say we talked about this four times a day would be more accurate, but I mean, Kyle laughs, like, because we've talked about, I remember, like, the first time I brought up to him, we were, like, in a pool swimming, and I was, like, mm, like, don't be so, like, against, like, having starting a business, and then he's, yeah. like, ah, tough, like, another tough joke, but he was, like, <laughs> he was, like, talking the other kind of tough, like, because, I mean, I completely understand that, like, you're trying to start a family with someone, but also, like, you're in their presence 24-7. And business is, like, a whole other thing. Like, you can have your family fights, but, like, business fights are, like, completely yeah, different. Yeah, totally different. Yeah. So, I mean, my ideal world, like, I love the place that I'm at now. Like I said before, working with female athletes. So, to become um, a physical therapist and be able to help those female athletes, like, would just be amazing. Because, like, I go to, like, when people say, like, you don't feel like you work a day in your life, like, when you love what you do, like, it's corny, it's cheesy, but, like, it's so true. And, like, mm. sure, you have days when you're tired and you're like, I just want to go home, but... Like, I love my athletes, and I would love to keep working with them as a physical therapist. And I would also love to be in business with Kyle. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) a lot
0: of options. A lot of options. I don't
1: know, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, look, I think
2: think it could definitely work. Um, Obviously, I don't see the future changing, so... um, Thank (laughs) Um, you. (laughs) Reassurance. So... I definitely think it, it's definitely doable. And I think the goal would be to obviously one, build a foundation and then at least build the foundation for Amber Right. in two years. So when she graduates, she really does have her own business. And yeah. then, I mean, I'm that like, that's her business. That can be hers. And then more or less try to expand. Hopefully I can do that within two years. And obviously I'm not doing it alone. I'm definitely gonna have Amber's help. Yeah. And she's going to have mine through her schooling. Um, so I think it's just kind of being able to bounce ideas off each other because as Amber mentioned earlier today, it's it's going to be super helpful for me that I'm graduating and she's starting. So I'm going to be able to like, basically brush up on the knowledge that I already learned mm-hmm. but probably forgotten. And use that as a refresher and take that into the clinic so i think that's going to be super conducive for our future
1: yeah and and vice versa like for me like being like i don't understand this can you please help me and not to mention just like having a body like i know it sounds like you can use like your mom or whoever but being able to practice on someone who knows <laughs> that was kind of a joke, <laughs> I, mean, I live with my mom. I live with my mom. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way, but Kyle used his mom for like all of his projects. And while that's that's fine, you can use whoever you have at home when you're in a hybrid program, but it's just so much easier with someone that knows like what's going on and just how to help each other out. Yeah,
0: I mean you can like obviously I live at home with my parents. You can always talk to your parents about stuff and they're always gonna be there for you no matter what, but until a person truly understands what mm-hmm. you're going through you know, what you're, like, what you're talking about, like, yeah, like, school is hard, and they're like, yeah, I know, like, I went to school, but when Amber goes to Kyle and says, this is hard, I'm like, you know, I did that a year and a half ago, I know what you're going through, um, I can try to give you the tools to help you, and going back to the business thing, like, yeah, Kyle's gonna be sitting here laying, you know, the framework, not for Amber, she's putting the work too, but it's just, I don't know, I just think, it's, it's something that's just all gonna come together, you know, once Amber graduates, and it's something they can truly look back on, and they knew that they put in the work in, and honestly, there's no better way I feel like to do it than doing it yourself. Like getting with a big company is great, but knowing that you're the one to put the work in, there's no one, there's no one that can tell you otherwise. So uh, that's honestly from both of them. It's very, it's very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And I hope the people listening listen to this can, can take some from this. Cause I've said this a couple of times now, this isn't just about PT school. It's about anything you can, you hear both their work ethics. You hear how authentic it is. So this can really relate to anything. Um, we're almost done, but I'm sure you guys definitely have some for this. Any suggestions for PT school? Like you know, the application process. Anything in general? Anything to tell the people? And you guys want to start?
1: Sure. Um, so I mean, my advice is probably going to be like completely different than Kyle's, which is kind of why I wanted him to go first because <laughs> mine is literally going to be like my have advice. Fun. I, <laughs> no, no, seriously, my advice like is like talk to people and like one, find a mentor, but two, just, like, talk to people, which is what I said before about being a creep. Like, I will message everybody I see on Instagram. I have no shame in it. If I see that you're doing something or, like, I want to learn more, like, I've learned my, some of my best knowledge from people that have, that I've looked up to or, like, don't know at all. And I'm just like, wow, like, I want to know more about that. Like, I will literally shoot my shot. I will message you on Instagram. I'll be like, please tell me more. Um, I mean, that's pretty cool. You meet some good people along the way, you network. And then, like, number two is just like find mentors because I've had, I can, like, off the top of my head, two good mentors and two bad mentors, like, literally pop up in my mind. Honestly, three bad mentors. <laughs> but mentors are everything to me. And it's just, I, while I don't need my hand held, I do need somebody that's going to guide me because I'm still young. Like, I'm in my 20s. I don't know what I'm doing. I need someone that's going to be a little bit of a role model to me and like, just keep pushing me and like, wow, Kyle is definitely my support system and pushes me. I need somebody that's also like a little bit older than me, that's been through a little bit more, um, and that can just like kind of guide me through some of these experiences. So I found that mentors have like, really helped me personally.
0: Good advice. Um, I can definitely agree with the mentors. Uh, i let's like say I have one myself, so I understand where Amber's coming from. Uh, they can really guide you through stuff that you're uncertain about. And with that, Kyle, let's hear your opposite advice of Amber's. <laughs> oh, actually, I 100% attest
2: to that. Um, save that for another time, but uh, another podcast, <laughs> another podcast. We'll have you back. Got time?
0: Um, I think the big thing is this is about the application process, right? No, yeah, just about any, just any last minute suggestions, advice oh. just to anyone. I it think, can be about grad school, PT school, it doesn't matter. I think f- like taking the time
2: and really like finding like what drives you is definitely a, probably the biggest thing for me. Um, I mean, we're so pressured with society and by our parents to like find out what we want to do and be stuck with this career that we're going to do for 40 years and mm-hmm. get a pension and all that. Um, there's just so much overwhelming pressure on like a new high school grad's shoulders to like know what they want to do. And I think that that mantra kind of needs to be squashed. Um, it's hard. I mean, obviously, my story is completely different than Amber's. I knew what I wanted to do from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And I'm super, super grateful for that. And I don't think I would be anywhere without that. Um, But I just really think like taking the time, finding yourself, finding what drives you, like there's clearly value in just about anything you want to do in life and like whatever your passion is. I mean, there's a complete monetary value in playing video games. I mean, we've seen that. Um, I think just really finding your niche and your drive and taking the time to do what Amber said and expose yourself and not just with something you want to do, but something maybe you don't want to do. So you can actually like kind of hone in. Mm And know like maybe, maybe business isn't your route or maybe physical therapy is not for you, but like, I mean, maybe the military is calling you. I mean, yeah. Chris has a background in it, maybe it's something that that's what you want to gear towards for a couple of years. You don't have to be a single career person for the rest of your life. I you think can, that's
1: a really good point. Yeah, Like, especially like my, like, just like what with, with what I went through and like, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just yeah. like um changing careers like it was like literally so just devastating to me like being like I'm 23 and moved to Texas and I don't want this free PhD that I just decided to do four years of um but I had a really good support system so like that helped me be like okay like I can change my mind
2: yeah so. and I think we see that all the time i mean you probably people listening to this probably have friends that have been like second third career persons mm-hmm. um that's completely okay i feel like at least in my eyes and where I see the future of healthcare and professions going. Um, but getting the exposure, especially like something like a, something like a major as broad as extra science, like it's broad for a reason, like you're able to go yeah. several different routes. So I think really getting the idea of what that profession actually can, like is contained of is definitely of utmost importance. Um, people in my, in my program specifically, uh, we had the youngest student was 21 absolute bombshell of a genius. Shout out CJ. Shout out CJ. Out <laughs> CJ. Um, and then we have people that are in their 40s. I mean, obviously, they're definitely second, third career people. It's completely normal. And I just think like it's overall, like it's it's your passion, it's your drive. Uh-huh. If it's something you want to pursue, you'll get it done and you'll find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
0: think that's that's definitely a pretty... pretty yeah, solid that, that's, yeah. that's way more than I was expecting, but that was perfect because... Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of pressure on people nowadays. And just through me, I listen to podcasts too, and I, I feel like they talk about that. Like, people think that you have to take, like, you know, the route. You finish high school, you go to college, whatever major is, you stick with it, you get that job, you go on. And like Kyle said, he's got 40 year olds. Like, it's okay. I mean, if that's what you want to do, then pursue it because you have to put the work in if you want to get the end goal. So we're we got, not. We got, we got time? Yeah, yeah. We got time. We're not done here. We do have fun.
2: (laughs) I meant uh, for mentorship, um, touching on what Amber was saying. I think mentorship is absolutely vital. Second key. Um, I specifically was in a process for my internships, for my program. I had to go out and find my own mentors for my internships. And basically I was supposed to be put in New York, basically New York city for my last uh, final rotation during the peak of the pandemic. And one for my mom's safety, I didn't want to do that. And two for affordability. I just merely could not afford to put myself in that position. Um, I was given the go-ahead by my professors to go ahead and find clinicals in my area. And I was blessed to find a place in South Jersey. Uh, It's actually called South Jersey Physical Therapy. With
1: the help of Amber. With the help of Amber. (laughs) Uh, It's in
2: Haynesport. Shout out South Jersey. And I think that just changed my entire perspective of physical therapy and the direction of healthcare that can be a different podcast um,
1: <laughs> should we just start our own I, like was gonna, I was going like, to say I,
2: if we want to talk about healthcare we can definitely go in the weeds <laughs> with that um, but no South Jersey I the mentorship that I've gotten there just in the first three weeks I've been there has been unmatched and I couldn't do it without the help of my CI I think his name is DJ uh, <laughs> great guy <laughs> absolutely i think i think mentorship yeah definitely if you can find a mentor and you can bounce around from different places and find different people and learn different ideas it will only benefit you even if it's something that you don't like or that doesn't apply to you you can use that for the future and how you want to treat patients you can or, learn something from everyone yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah absolutely it's it's great to be the dumbest person in the room you know, yeah but, yeah so you
1: know you know what? <laughs> i feel that way every day with you <laughs>
0: Kyle's out <laughs> here speaking <laughs> facts. We have a final question coming up. I know I introduced that to you guys' last podcast. Before we get into that, I just want to make sure I don't forget. Do you guys mind dropping uh, Instagram, Twitter handles, just so people know where to find you?
1: Sure. Kyle?
0: Uh, Instagram <laughs> is <laughs> at Kyle underscore Price with two E's. I don't know Twitter. No Twitter. Yeah, and I got
2: Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter. You'll find it. It's yeah, Kyle I don't Price.
1: know my Twitter, but uh, my Instagram is morose, <laughs> M-R-O-N. That's not even right. I made fun of Kyle. Wow. It's Amber. Woo-hoo! It's Amber. A M B E R dot Morose. M R O S S. Feel free to be a creep. Slide of my DM. <laughs> Don't, <laughs> do <that. laughs>
0: Don't do that. All right, guys. And like I said, the final questions coming up before we get into that, uh, every under, every other Wednesday podcast will be dropping. I mentioned beginning episode at starting point podcast on Instagram. That's where to find me. Ooh, and this is, this was new with the last episode. So, um, the final question and I don't know if I really introduced it last time, but the final question, it's not necessarily has to do with the, with the podcast topic itself, more of just the guests just to get you guys thinking and, you know, just to end it off on a good note. So right they were anticipating <laughs> this question. I, it's nothing crazy. Uh, Kyle, Kyle has kind of touched on it in his um, suggestion, but my question to you guys is, um, do you feel that everyone, you know, out of high school should go to college? That should be the route you take nope. no matter what. That's, I know people, it's been talked about recently, it's a little controversial, I guess, but I just wanted to hear your guys' takes based off of how much you guys value education itself. Absolutely not. <clears throat> um, I guess I'm starting.
1: Just so. <laughs> take a leak. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: should everybody go to college? Absolutely not. You? No. Uh, I feel like education and college teaches you, I don't know, like how to, like time management, like how mm-hmm. to be, I don't know, skillful kind of, but it doesn't teach you real world experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't learn how, like skills, like how, like life skills, you don't learn how to balance a checkbook, how to pay your bills, like work ethic, Mm -hmm. um, important stuff that you need to get where you want to be in life. You don't really learn through college. You learn fundamental basic knowledge. That's basically extending from high school. Um, I think grad school is a different story because that kind of gears you more towards your profession, hopefully, yeah. and that's where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as everyone going to college, absolutely not because there's there's people in – we need them everywhere. We need mechanics. We need people to work at the front desks. We need people to work at your local gas station. Those obviously do not require a college degree. Those jobs need to be filled. So being in this new mindset of pressuring everybody into being a college graduate, I don't see that being – the right thing to do. I mean, yeah, of course, every parent wants their child to succeed. And that whole millennial, or I'm sorry, boomer mentality of, I want you to succeed. I want you to go to college. And like, that's the socio norm. No, I just, I just don't see the practicality in that. Yeah. Um, I think if you know what you want to do, and that path doesn't require college, great. I mean, you hear just about every single entrepreneur say that, They didn't learn anything from college. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though they might have went, they didn't do it. Mark Zuckerberg dropped out of Harvard. Yeah, Like you hear stories like that all the time. And those are big name guys. And I think, I mean, I definitely agree with it. Obviously I'm not in their shoes because I'm clearly, I knew PT school required an education stature to get there. So I had to go that route, but I definitely don't think that
0: it's mandatory. Yeah. Amber, I mean, it sounds like you agree. Anything else to add on that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think su- success, like Kyle Kripp saying at the end is like, I think that's all perspective. And I don't think it requires college. I think it's completely based on what are like you as a person? Like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? Because as long as you're happy in what you do, like you are successful. Um, but even a little bit further on that, uh, I mean, my parents wanted me to go to two years of community college. And push for it and push for it because, I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And they wanted it to be, like, the most cost-effective route for me. I didn't. I went to the Chuba School in Pennsylvania. <laughs> but <laughs> it was not as Cuba's community college. And, I like, when I was kind of, like, lost for a little while, not knowing what I wanted to do, I was seeing all my de- debt collected, and I just didn't have a career. Like, I literally, like, dropped out of a PhD program and went back to waitressing. I picked up, like, both my old waitressing jobs. And in those months, like, I was just so, like... I just kept telling my parents, like, oh, like, I wish I didn't, like, I wish I didn't go to college. And, like, I should not have said that if <laughs> my parents, like, went through hell and back for me to go to college and have the career that I fought for. Because my parents were all about, like, if I didn't need to go to college, don't go to college. But if you want to go to college, go to college. And I didn't know, like, Kyle knew what he wanted to do. Like, I knew ideas of what I liked, but I definitely could have done two years of community college. But I've chosen my words a little bit more carefully around my parents <laughs> now because they're sensitive on that topic, but they're super supportive and happy with what I'm choosing to do now. Like, they know, like, this is the best route for me. I've had a total change in, like, my mood, mm-hmm. um, everything. So just going back on your question, no, like, college is not for everybody. Um, If it's something that you need to get to where you want to go or, or like, I totally... I'm a huge advocate of community college now. Like, if you think that you might want to go to college, but don't know what for go to community college or Harvard, which I don't, I don't say get to Harvard, but what they do there, it's like your first year, you don't even declare a major. Like, and it's called, I think it's called a concentration there. I'm not sure, but it's not a major, but, um, I wish more schools would do that where it's like, Hey, like maybe your first year is a little bit cheaper. It's all gen eds and you figure out like what the hell you want to do. Um, cause I mean, there's no reason to pe- be paying like so much money for a career that you're not even sure about
2: right
0: yeah yeah i mean i agree 100 percent with what you guys said uh what i kind of took away from it it's almost you, use it as a stepping stone if necessary right so mm-hmm. kyle and amber i mean amber fair a little bit later but they both go to pt school you're not going to pt school without getting your undergrad so they used 100 whereas with kyle saying you know there's other jobs out there and this isn't downplaying those jobs but these are jobs that don't need a college degree So, you know, it's why would I graduate high school, go to college, four-year degree, all this debt to get a job that doesn't require it. So, like I said, I think the main point from that is use it as a stepping stone if necessary. It's not for everyone. And like Amber said, I agree with this too. Community college, coming out of high school, it sounds negative. I don't want to go to community college. I want to go away. But when you look at it from a financial standpoint and just, I don't know what I want to do. So let me go give myself two more years to figure it out. So Mm -hmm. Everything you guys said today was great. I mean, I'm I sorry to my other yeah. guests, but this this is my favorite episode. Uh, two guests in person, uh, very inspirational from the two of them. I hope I hope this really conveyed to you guys. So I just want to say thank you to Kyle and Amber. I uh, had a great time, and thank you to all my listeners, and let me know what you guys think. Thanks, guys.
2: Yeah, thank Absolutely. you, guys. Thank you. Take care.